Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of season 1 of TWAT, the Theatre Workers and Technical Staff Podcast. The podcast where I talk to people in the technical theatre industry about how they got in, their experiences and any advice they can give to anybody who wants to get in. Thank you for some great feedback from the first episode uh, with Michael in it. Uh, We really enjoyed doing it and I hope you enjoy this next episode. Uh, So without further ado, we'll get to our next guest. I'm with my guest at this time, and I'll let you introduce yourself. And what is your current job title? Uh, I'm Deputy Head of Electrics at the Prince of Wales Theatre, Book of Mormon. And your name is? Jeremy Reese. There you go, you see? Jeremy Reese and Jez, as we call you, is that right? So fondly known as. Fondly yeah. known as Jez. Well, not so fondly known as, you know. Well, <laughs> it's nice that you've got a nickname. A lot of people used to have nicknames, but there's not so much anymore. No, I feel like that sort of thing kind of died out a little bit, especially some of the more outrageous nicknames you yeah. tend not to hear anymore. Yeah, it did. We, uh it used to be good fun when you were on tour because you'd go to different venues and and there'd always be people with nicknames and you'd see you'd remember them for the yeah. next time you went. It was always good fun. How did you get into theatre? Um, my dad worked in theatre for about 40 years. Um, so I used to go to the theatre a lot when I was younger and I sort of just, it sounds like a cliche, I just fell in love with it, you know. Nepo, is that what you call it these days? Yes, uh, there was a, a, a touch of the old, the Nep- old nepotism. nepotism. Um, but if you, you're a fool if you don't make use of that sort of thing. Well, that's true, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I think you'd, you'd be a fool not to, to take advantage of it. Not that I necessarily was the only reason yeah. I am where I am. It takes a lot of hard work. Of course. But uh, it, it definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. What did he do? Uh, he worked in lighting as well. Uh, oh, right, okay. He, uh, he started out when he was sort of 18, 19. I think at the time he was... Back then, he said he was the youngest chief electrician in the West End. Wow. I and mean, this is a long time ago, back in Stolmos days, when they had the monopoly of, well, I think they owned like 13 or 14 theatres in the West right, End. Right, I see, yeah. Um, but yes, a long and time and ago. And lighting was candles, essentially. Just yeah, yeah, candles and much. mirrors. Yeah, yeah, it was all, all source fours or <laughs> patterns, and uh, <laughs> certainly none of the, the uh, nice, expensive, clever movers that we have these days. Yes. Uh, so that'd be why you got into theatre. Did you train anywhere? I did, yeah. I went to. Um, oh, didn't need that anyway. Um, I left secondary school at sixteen, and then uh, fortunately, the careers advisor at my school, because I was a bit sort of a loose end, what to do, said that oh, someone in the year above you has gone to Brit school. Um, so I put sort of uh, you have to go in for like almost like an interview process, right? And I put this package together of you know things that I'd done extracurricularly and. Um, the interest that I had, and I ended up going to there for two years, and it was quite, a, it was a great course, really quite extensive. And uh, they make you do uh, in the first year, you cover everything. So you did costume, sound, stage management, set design, gives you a great feel and more of appreciation for every other department. Yeah, um, which I think is quite important. Very uh, useful. And then you get to specialise in um, in two things the next year. So I did sound and lighting and funny enough I actually did better in the sound module than I did in the lighting <laughs> but uh, hey ho we're here now yeah absolutely um, uh, my career as advisor at school I told her I wanted to be a rock star <laughs> and she told me I couldn't be a rock star so I told her I wanted to be a lumberjack and uh, how did she take that? she put a lot of red crosses through my careers paper cut thing, you down yeah nice <laughs> so we did that yeah yeah. I didn't look good in the shirts so that was the problem oh god um uh, what was your first job in theatre? My first job was a uh, follow spot operator at Phantom of the Opera. I was 
18 years old, wide-eyed. Wow, that's not bad, is it? Um, no, funnily enough, actually, I was drag kicking and screaming to see Phantom of the Opera at the age of 12. I was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go and see Phantom of the Opera. It's going to be crap. It's going to be horrible. Oh, it's great. And uh, I remember I was sitting sort of three, four rows back in the dress circle, and uh, the moment the sort of chandelier flies out at the beginning, exa- spoilers. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, and it's. Uh, that was a, a big moment. I was like, this is just incredible. I'd been fortunate enough, once again, for the <coughs> the old nepotism to get to go backstage before yeah. that. And uh, just seeing how everything worked. Like They had dry ice back then. There was no dewer tanks full of CO2. It was all dry ice and buckets of it. And uh, ever since then, I was like, yeah, do you know what? This is this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah, I saw Fanta when I was younger as well. And the minute the minute the chandelier starts going up the auditorium, I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever spine seen. Spine-tingling. It is, Genuinely absolutely. spine-tingling. Absolutely, yeah. it is. Anybody who's not seen it, you should go and see it. Uh, and a list of other jobs. What other jobs have you done in your life? Um, you know, with so regards to theatre, I don't care about shelf stacking or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, we'll disregard the COVID stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. What's COVID? That's, that never happened. Yeah, but what was that? I mean, that seems like a lifetime ago now. Yes. Um, I did two years at Phantom, and then I, funnily enough, I came to, I came to Book of Mormon, so this was 20... Late 2017, and I followed spotted here for a year, and um, then I went out travelling to Australia, and I found myself uh, a guy I used to work with here actually. He rang me. I was up in Brisbane at the time, sort of living on the breadline, doing bits of construction work here and there. And he rang me, and he was like, "Look, one of the follow spotters down in Melbourne can't do the gig on China the Chocolate Factory." So I was like, "Bingo! I'll come right down." Uh, literally flew down two days later, did six months on that, and then. Um, it was a touring production, so I did six months in Melbourne, and then um, the head of lighting said, look, do you want to come be the stage elects up in Brisbane? So there was a bit of a month's gap. Um, went up there, spent two months getting the show in, uh, two weeks, sorry, getting the show in, did the tech, and like on the last rehearsal before the previews, we um, had to shut because of COVID, and then I flew uh, home. Right. All of COVID happened, then I was a production tech at Frozen for six months, went to be charge hand at Mamma Mia for 16 months. And then I tripped and fell and found myself here, back at the Prince of Wales. Oh, there you go. Well, you I see. won because I, I really wanted to work here. Well, so. that's good. Yeah. And uh, but that goes to show that it's uh, you know sometimes it's just knowing the right people, being in the right place. It really is, and taking the opportunities as yeah, well. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, and yeah, not not sitting there in Brisbane going, well, you know, no, I'm not really bothered. I'm not really that bothered about going down to Melbourne and follow spotting. I'd just rather stay here. It's going. Yep, I'll do that. Yeah doing it you have to jump at these opportunities when they do. come because they don't always come no and, they don't and, and if you say no the more you say no the less opportunities you'll get given exactly if you're a you don't want to be a yes man in certain aspects but yeah. in some aspects you do but you don't want to be a no man sometimes you have to go whether this gig is the best thing for me sometimes you've got to take a step sideways to take a step forward exactly and then sometimes i know for it's not necessarily i was fortunate not not to have to, but for people who want to be like lighting designers, you've got to take these unpaid gigs or these really little paid gigs because no one comes out of college and goes and designs in Broadway or goes and designs in the West End. Yeah. General rule of thumb is they'll use people who've been in the game for ages. So. Oh, of course you do. So you've got to work. You've got to get a reputation. It's like anything, isn't it? It's like yeah. any any industry. Um, but yes, yeah, so you take the jobs. Yeah, nepotism will only get you so far. Yes. <laughs> Interestingly, when I was at university, there was a, I had a, um, a lecturer who... Um, he used to play keyboards for Bob Geldof and he said to me or to us once he said that the best piece of advice I can give you is, is always take work doesn't matter what it is take it he says because a few years ago and then I'm talking this is like late 90s he says a few years ago 
I um I got phoned up by a friend of mine asking if I could put a soundtrack to a computer game that a company he was working for was developing. Well, I and he said I I didn't want to do it because they weren't paying me. He says we'll give you a percentage of what the game makes, but we can't pay you any money. He says well I need the money, so I didn't do it. And the game turned out to be Tomb Raider. <laughs> So he got offered a certain percentage of the entire Tomb Raider franchise, which I'm Does not sure. the movies as well? Oh, well, I presume it's part of the franchise, so Good I presume God. so. But, I mean, Tomb Raider, I don't know how big Tomb Raider is these days, but back in the late 90s and early 2000s, it was a massive game. It was game. huge. It was a huge game, and it made tens of millions. I mean, if you equated that to today's money, I'm sure we'd be looking at hundreds of millions. Yes, you know? but I mean, it, it, it worked out all right for him because he came in he came in on crutches on the last week I was at uni and we we're like, you all right? Everything all right? He said, yeah, I just nosedive one of my two private jets. <laughs> so he was doing all right for himself <laughs> anyway, but there you go. Um, have you come across any issues within the industry that you, you know, any any people who have held you back or... Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think obviously I've been, not naming names. No, 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 no. I won't. I won't. I won't snake anyone here. But I actually, I think I've been quite fortunate in that I've not really been, not really been held back in any way. I would say, sometimes I was my own worst enemy. Like I tried quite hard for for Damon's job at, at one place, and I kept not getting it. And I was like, why not? And I sort of, I was my own worst enemy. I held myself back because right. of the way I took that. And now, I think if I don't get a job these things are meant to happen like I applied for three deputies jobs before I got this one yeah thank god I didn't get them because I would have been working a building that don't get me wrong I probably would have enjoyed but not half as much as I enjoy being here yeah um but no I think I I've not come across anyone like that it's certainly not that I directly deal with I know other people have yeah um, but I, I shan't name any names. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe those people will come on the podcast and they can name the names. You never know. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, what are would you say are the pros and cons of working within the industry? Um, do you want me to start with the pros or the cons? Whatever you want to start. If with. we start with the cons and then yeah. we can we can uplift it with the pros. Fine. The cons are. Um, Sometimes it is really long hours, and if you want to work in the industry, be prepared to not see a lot of the people who you know who don't work in the industry. Um, especially, you know, working weekends, and a lot of the friends, obviously, who don't have the same job as us, yeah, don't work weekends. So be prepared to miss your Friday nights, your Saturday nights, sometimes even your your fucking Sunday nights as well. Yeah, some shows they work Sundays as well. So yeah, it's. Uh, not geared for having children in this industry. No, I mean so that's much. certainly uh, that's something maybe a little little later on in the horizon for me. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the other cons? Um, I think is there is there sort of in a way a, a form of monotony? Because yes. Most of the time, you are doing the same thing every day. There can be, especially, I think this is why I wanted to move on from follow spotting. I loved my time doing it, and it was an excellent experience. And I think there's that, almost that hierarchy that you have to move up. And I think it's important to start, I don't want to say at the bottom, because I think that does follow spot as a disservice. Yeah. But you want to, you want to start there and move your way up so that you have a, you get a real respect for the job they do. Um, it's a learning curve, isn't it? It's a it? massive yeah. learning curve. And I think... Yes, it does get a bit monotonous. You know, like I saw Phantom of the Opera 800 and something times. I loved it every time. But, I mean, there were people who'd done it for 25 years. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. People who'd follow spotted it for 25 years. Um, 
one of them, I used to take great pleasure in reminding her that she'd been on the show six months sort of shorter than I'd been born, um, <laughs> which she didn't like. Um, and then I saw Mormon 400 times or China the Chocolate Factory uh, 200 and something times, Frozen 200 and something times, if you include the tech, probably about 300. Yeah. Um, so it does get a bit monotonous, but it gets slightly better when you don't have to watch the show every evening, Yeah. which is another perk of sort of moving up the ladder. Um, I can't think of really too many of the cons, so I'll go with the pros, uh, which is you spend a lot of time laughing. It is good fun. There's the odd shit day. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I'd say nine out of ten days are great fun, and I look forward to coming into work. I really do. It's uh, a, a great atmosphere, um, and then the money can be really good. Obviously, a lot of the time you have to put in the hours to get the money, but you can get really good money out of theatre. Yeah, there's a good camaraderie. I think I I I, I like. Um, I always say that that you. Because because young people come in and and you have work experience or you have new depths coming in and yeah. they see the way people are, especially in an established show, and they go, "Wow, that looks like great fun! I want a piece of that." But they don't realise how much hard work has gone into it to get to that point. Precisely. So yeah. there's a time we all know when when having fun stops and work starts. Yeah, when not necessarily when the shit hits the fan, but yeah. when when the when the chips are down, so it's cliche, but in a, in a way, yes, yeah, yeah. you n- need to know when to go, actually, no, this is potentially, you know, this is serious or we all need to actually put our heads together and yeah. do a really good job, but not that we don't want to do a really good job. That <laughs> makes it sound like we blag it the entire time. Um, but you know, I mean, it's, it is, everyone knows what to do and when, and that's how people get to the position they are, you know, yeah, you don't, some people say that incompetence rises to the top, but I certainly don't think, especially not in this building, I don't get that sense at all. I no, feel like everyone deserves not. to be where they are. Yeah. And and willing to ask. Yes. Ask if you don't know something. Oh nothing my wrong God. with that. Sometimes, if someone sends you off to do something, like, can you go and grab this for me? If you're kind of unsure, you can look it up, Google it and go, I know what I'm looking for. But if you really don't know what you're doing, just go, I'm really sorry. I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing or I don't want to balls this up. So can you just let us know? Because I would much rather someone ask me the question than they go and do the completely wrong thing. Yeah. And balls it right up. Yeah. 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 I mean, when I was younger, you used to get, you don't get this so much anymore, but used to get told to go and, you know, go and ask for a long wait or a, a tin of tartan paint, a box of gas, yeah, glass some, s- some skyhooks, yeah, things yeah, like a leg that. leg of salmon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd have, you'd have <laughs> some poor kids sitting in a chair for four hours. What are you down here for? Oh, I've just been asked to get a long wait. So, so, and he's just sitting there for hours. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah, can you go to Leyland to get me a long wait, please? Yeah. Skyhook, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you don't do that anymore, apparently. No. It's not fair it's not on people. Thing. It's not fair on people. Yuck. Um what would you say is a common misconception for new people getting in the industry? Oh boy. Um, uh, oh, that's really difficult. You put me on the spot. You could have asked me this one, you know, before, so I can have time to prepare something. Well, that's all right. I think. Well, I think you've already said it. You know, people who um, come in and think it's a jolly. All the time. Yeah, it's not always a basket of roses. I think that's... Not not willing to put in the work. There's a work ethic you need. Yeah, and it it, it will go noticed if you don't put that in. Yeah. And, you know, it won't go unnoticed if you do. The amount of times I've seen people say, wow, that 
that person's willing to put themselves out there or they'll ask, can I come in early and learn this? Or yeah. would you mind taking me through this? It really makes you go, actually, they do want to get on and they're not just here. They'll come in off their own back and you know, not get paid. Realistically, if you're going to do those sorts of things, a nice department or a good show or a good producer will go, pay them. Yeah. Bring them in. Yeah, Let yeah. them learn. Have them as a, you know, as a, a cover for something. Um, and it does it does go a long way. But yeah, it's not all a basket of roses. People have worked hard to get where they are. And if you're just some, oh, I'm just going to say, if you're some jumped up little shit who thinks they're the, the best thing in, since sliced bread, it's it's not going to go down with anyone no. very well. And they'll just think, well, you're... And they'll see through that very quickly. Very, very quickly, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for anybody wanting to get into the industry? Uh, work hard as I said earlier take those unpaid gigs or take that gig that you think isn't going to pay me as much money as as, you know as you think you can get or that won't get you maybe as much exposure as if just just do it you know work hard put yourself out there like I just said always be willing to learn because that is the kind of thing that someone will go actually I've got this guy who who seems really keen do you want to give him a a try or something like that because even if you know you may not have something to offer them someone does in the west end a very very small place a very very small place yeah um if you do something good or if you normally if you do something bad well, word travels not just the west end i think theater in general for such, yeah. a, for such a large industry it's a very small industry it really is isn't it yeah I mean, you, you everybody knows everybody or everybody knows somebody who knows everybody yeah yeah they really do um so i guess the long and short of it is work hard don't be a bell end there you go. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people say that to that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's everything. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you to Jez there. That was uh, some informative stuff, and uh, we really enjoyed doing that one. It's nice to get a young person's uh, view or a younger in the industry's person's view. Not that Michael's very old, but you, you never know. Um, Fantastic. I hope you enjoyed that one. Um, If you have any questions to ask any of our guests um, or the roundtable that we'll have at the end of the uh, the season, um, we have an email address now. It's twatspod at hotmail.com. So twatspod, all one word, at hotmail.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all as twatspod or twatspodcast. And uh, we will be posting some things on the socials. Uh, quite soon so give us a follow and any any uh things you want to know any things you want to say just let us know uh fantastic um looking forward to next week and i hope you are too thank you